0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode 89. How many hours did you spend on this deal (laughs) if you had to put a time frame on it? I think if I had to put a time frame on it, to be honest with you, it would be anywhere between 9 to 10 hours. 9 to 10 hours. So $4,900 divided by 10, $490 an hour. Who would not like to be paid at least $490 an hour? the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Woo! Welcome to another episode here on Wholesaling Inc. brought to you by Investor Grit. My name is Cody Hoffheim and I'll be hosting today's podcast where we are going to deep dive yet another deal to help you, Rhino Nation, Go out there and take massive action so that you can do your own deals. So today on this podcast, we have Ankith Chandra. He lives in Houston, Texas, and he just got his first deal accomplished in wholesaling. He joined the tribe just a few months ago, just in March of 2017, and this guy is ready to rock and roll right out of the gates. He's doing everything that's asked of him. And instantly has found success. Now it didn't come easy. He's put forth his massive, massive effort, and he's just rhinoled through any kind of troubles or challenges that have ever faced him. And that's why he's been able to do this deal that we're gonna deep dive today. And so without any more to say, let's bring on Ankith. Ankith, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Cody. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh, you are so very welcome. And we are excited to have you on the podcast because you will now be able to share your story of really how you did this. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help other people out there. Uh, It'll connect with them and help them hopefully get one step closer to their first deal. So kind of tell us maybe a little bit about you and, and your background.
1: Sure. So my name is Ankit, as Cody mentioned, and I'm from the Houston, Texas market. I have a full-time job as an engineer, and I've just been interested in real estate for quite some time right now. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, watching a lot of videos, but then decided to take massive action this year and join the tribe. And since then, I've done my first deal.
0: I love it. So here you are an engineer, and typically to all the Mm -hmm. engineers that are listening to this, they'll probably... uh, They'll probably laugh when I say this, but a lot of times engineers come into this over analyzing, like they get into that analysis paralysis, they get analytical, and they have to think about everything. What has made it so that you've been able to not be so analytical and just take massive action? Honest
1: with you, whatever you just described about engineers is very true, and I am an engineer, so my job is to analyze a lot of data, (laughs) look at a lot of, you know, make sure that... My decision is well thought of, but uh, in this case, I knew that if I went through that approach, I would probably not be where I am today. So I decided to take myself out of the equation, and uh, you know, just follow the steps which uh, I tried. Uh, you know, just follow whatever my mentors were telling me, and that helped me uh, get to where I am
0: today. I love it. So let's let's go right to it. Let's deep dive this most recent deal, your first deal mm-hmm. that you did wholesaling. And let's kind of go there. So, if you mm-hmm. can kind of start right from the beginning, what what list did you uh, did you get this from? And then, did you mail it? Did you call it? What did it look like for marketing? So, to start with, I, I, I got my list from uh, the list source,
1: and uh, since I'm an engineer, good with uh, uh, you know sorting it on Excel. But I do have a VA right now, but I'm training her on how to do this. I I, I did this by myself, and and uh, I sent out a mail. Uh, it was a, re- a regular white postcard uh, provided by the tribe. And this list was uh,
0: the high equity absentee owner list. Okay. So you pulled the list from that company called listsource.com. It's the absentee owner mm-hmm. high equity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you sent out just our typical yes. uh, secret sauce white postcard from the tribe. And you sent that out. And then uh, how many mail pieces
1: did you send out? You know, uh, I'd like to mention one thing. When this uh, seller called me, she's like, hey, I've been receiving a lot of mail. I'm not sure if my property is in a hard zip code, but I've been receiving hundreds of mails. And I'm like, so why did you call me? She's like, your card looked different to me. So, you know, I thought, I'll just just give you a call and see uh, what you have to offer. So (laughs) it was really good that she (laughs) picked the card, which was you know, uh, given to me by the tribe.
0: So I love this because this is sometimes the story that Uh, we don't get to hear all the time. So I love the fact that you shared. Here this Mm -hmm. uh, lady got hundreds Mm -hmm. of postcards, but yet she called your postcard because it looked different than everyone else, which is something to write down, Rhino Nation. Make your postcard different. Don't look like everyone else. True. So uh, I
1: sent about uh, 1,800 uh, mails for, for this list. Okay, And I think my response rate was almost about 0.57%, I would say. And this seller, she just left me a voicemail. Hey, I have this property at such and such address, and this is what I'm looking to get for it. So she had named her price
0: already in the voicemail. Smokes. So not only did she call, she left a voicemail saying, I am interested, and Mm -hmm. here's my price. Now, was that price already when she said that price and you did like your evaluation on the property, was it already a deal listening to that number? Uh, It was just slightly more than what I would be willing to offer. But yes, she was
1: in a good ballpark as to where I would consider this deal to be a good one.
0: Okay. What did that, when that voicemail came in, you said you sent out 1,800, Mm -hmm. multiple phone calls came in, now deep diving this one. What was the price that she mm-hmm. originally told you right there on that voicemail?
1: So she left me a voicemail and she's like, "Hey, I need hundred thousand dollars for my property. If you're not looking to give me hundred thousand uh, dollars, don't get back in touch with me." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So this person is pretty fixed up on the price. So you know, I know in the tribe they say, "Hey, call everybody back." So no I did call her back, and then the. De- de- I love it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. To be, uh, to be honest with you, she was uh, very friendly on the phone and then, you know, we built a good, uh, I mean, I, I was able to build a good rapport with her and then she started discussing about life in general and about how to stay fit. And she was a registered nurse and uh, she lived in Dallas and uh, she hadn't seen the property for about a year or so uh so you know we built good rapport and then we started discussing about the property and uh, this property was occupied by uh, uh, by tenants and it was being managed by a property manager and the property was in
0: great great condition it needed no repairs at all oh wow so you you came across someone that just wanted to sell this property what was like the what was yes. like the after repair value the arv like as the is ARV i guess what on- was it what was it worth as is the ARV on this was about uh, 135 I would say. 135. Okay. And so instantly she was willing to sell it $35,000 discount. Was there anything mm-hmm. that made it sound motivated like when you were talking with her did anything sound like why she was wanting to sell it $35,000 off?
1: Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I went through the uh, the script which we have in the tribe and, and uh, I did find out what was the motivation behind this. And uh, her motivation was that uh, she needed to liquidate this property to buy another one in Dallas. Okay. That's where she wanted to move to. Okay. So uh, I did I did ask her, hey, why don't you list it with a realtor? And she was like, hey, I'm not interested in that uh, because, you know, I just need to sell this quickly. So I did mention to her, hey, I would never win with you on price but speed and convenience is what I can offer as a part of this transaction. And uh, yeah, so that was the motivation behind uh, her selling the property.
0: And Kith, you said something that's so key right here. And I want uh, to maybe mm-hmm. stop for one second because you said a gold nugget, like a huge gold nugget right there. And I want all of our listeners to jot mm-hmm. this down. There's three things that you're, mm-hmm. that you're to do real estate, right? You got speed, you got convenience, And you've got price. There's those three options. You can't have all three. You can have two of them to make things work. And so I love that you pointed this out. Like, hey, I may not be your best Mm -hmm. price, but I can give you speed and Mm -hmm. I can give you convenience. And the best part about this, Ankit, that you did Mm -hmm. is there are Mm -hmm. people out there that are willing – to give up a little bit of price for speed and convenience, mm-hmm. they're going to understand that they can't have all three. But to her, money True. wasn't the important thing. What was important to her was speed and convenience, and True. you supplied that to her. And that was awesome. That's well done. Mm-hmm. You know, just describing the
1: convenience aspect of it, uh, this lady never uh, came down to Houston to show me the property, and I actually got in touch with the title company, which offered uh, their location in Dallas. So you know, all she had to do was just sign the documents at Dallas, and then that's it. She would she would have sold the property, and with all the conveniences provided to her. So you yeah.
0: know, she got the speed, she got the convenience, and. Okay. Now, so were you able to at least look at the property or anything like that? Or is this all done over the phone?
1: So here's the thing. I looked at the property online, right? And uh, based on what she had described to me that uh, the property condition was pretty good, it did not require any repair. So, uh, uh, we were able to negotiate a price, which I felt like was a good deal. And I, I had her sign the uh, sign the uh, a purchase agreement via DocuSign, right? So I did not look at the property when I had the purchase agreement with me. Now, it may have been a mistake, but thankfully, I was lucky that the property turned out to be actually
0: there. Uh Uh-huh, and it ended up being in great shape. So what did you end up putting the home under contract for?
1: So uh, we went back and forth on this one, Cody. So I was able to put this under contract for $93,000. $93,000.
0: $93,000. Okay. And, and, uh, this was something you went back and forth on. You put the home under contract, 93,000. You sent it, uh, via DocuSign cause she lived now in Dallas. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then from there, what was the exit strategy? What were you able to, how did, were you able to move this property?
1: So uh, so this so this is a funny thing which happened so the day I got my purchase agreement from her this property was about 40 45 minutes away from me so after work I thought hey let me just go take a look at this property so I went when I went down there I saw excellent condition the uh, the landscaping was great the driveway was neat and clean and I started getting second thoughts because it was really in an unbelievable condition, and the rents were uh rent for this house was uh, pretty good and I was able to buy this for ninety three thousand dollars, which is more than one percent rent to value ratio and that is considered pretty good for really used to good. market what was it what was it renting for so the property was rented for twelve fifty a month, so we had about uh, eight months remaining in the lease,
0: okay. And then you put this under contract, uh, but that is, that's an amazing spread. He talked about like a 1% return. Meaning if you buy it mm -hmm. for $93,000, you want rents to be at least $930. Mm -hmm. And so this was well over that, which is super awesome. That's great return. And then, uh, from there, what did you do to actually, Mm -hmm. uh, move the property?
1: Tribe, you know, Tom and you, you say that, hey, you know, just stick to the process. So I thought, okay. hey, you know what, let me not just follow the shiny object syndrome. Let me just assign this contract to another investor. Okay. Right. So uh, I, I got the property under contract and then I, I I sent it out to my cash buyers. And instantly I had a lot of people interested in the property because it was, it was a pretty good deal. So I decided to assign it and I sent it out to my cash buyers.
0: Okay. And what were you able to, at the end of the day, what were you able to assign that deal for to your cash buyer? So,
1: I I mean, this is the difficult part which I had with this deal, uh, uh, to be honest with you, Cody. When I got the purchase agreement, I did not realize that the uh, property manager was out of the country. And this seller wanted me to see the property only with herself or the property manager. Uh Now the property manager came back after two and a half weeks and I had lost a lot of time, right? A lot of time. There were people calling in, emailing in saying, Hey, when can I look at the property? But unfortunately I could not, you know, schedule an inspection. When the property manager came back, he was like, Hey, I've got nothing to do with this property. You can talk to the tenant directly. So I just had like, you know, one week left and uh, I remember I was on a coaching call with you, and you asked me to see if uh, the seller is willing to extend the contract, and I got in touch with her asking the same, and she said, okay, but when I sent her the contract, she sent that contract to her real estate attorney, and it was funny that the real estate attorney then asks her, hey, he needs to put in a a deposit money of $10,000, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's just a lot of money for earnest money. So I just had about, right? Right, right.
0: Ouch. uh, This almost sounded like it could be a deal that you're like, oh no, like don't fall (laughs) apart. Don't fall apart. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I had five
1: days and I had a lot of people interested in it. And uh, at this time I was, uh, I was able to convince the seller that, hey, uh, you know what, let me go take a look at the property. And uh, I met with the tenants. I, I looked at the property. I got a lot of pictures. I sent it to my cash buyers again. And then there was one guy who was really interested in it. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, I will buy the property uh, sight unseen. And uh, he ended up, I mean, I ended up signing this contract for $99,000. Uh,
0: $99,000. $99, I am going to, uh, let's see, and you, you had it for 93, so 99. And here we go, my math, six. Minus, uh, oh no, that's it. So so is this a $6,000 assignment?
1: It was supposed to be a $6,000 assignment, but then uh, some prorated taxes got kicked in and then it eventually ended up being a $4,900 assignment
0: fee. $4,900 assignment fee. But at the end of the day, my friend, that mm-hmm. is $4,900. Hold on one second. We are going to get a victory bell for this one. Hold on. <laughs> that is awesome stuff, brother. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you so much. 6,000. The best part about this, this is still mm-hmm. a $4,900 payday. And maybe to put it in perspective mm-hmm. because I know With the analytical side, this is the one side I do love about engineers and analytics is how many hours, you could probably tell me to the minute, how many hours did you spend on this deal (laughs) if you had to put a time frame on it?
1: I think if I had to put a time frame on it, to be honest with you, it would be anywhere between nine to 10
0: hours. Nine to 10 hours. So (laughs) 4900 divided by 10, $490 an hour. Who would not? Rhino Nation, who would not like to be paid at least $490 an hour? That is absolutely awesome. That is a great payday. That's a great pay per hour if you look at it that way. And ultimately, this is going to be the first of many wholesale deals that you're going to be doing for 2017. Would you agree? Mm-hmm.
1: This yeah this would be my first deal but I know that I have a lot more coming because I have been meeting with a lot of sellers a lot of appointments I mean it is difficult with uh, the full time job and uh, but but you know I'm I'm still pushing it through
0: Here's what I love Ankit and I think this is going to resonate with a lot of the people is the fact that you do have a full time job you're working a 9 to 5 you're working full time mm-hmm. as an engineer and you're still finding time to do mm-hmm. this on the side And so that gives a lot of people a lot of hope that they can do this on the side. You don't have to do it full-time. You can do your nine-to-five. You can do this on the side. Some people choose to continue doing it on the side. And then some people just do it on the side long enough until they have enough money stored up that they can do it full-time. And so what does your option look like in the future? Are you looking to do this full-time or always do this on the side?
1: I think uh, the the systems which are taught in the tribe are, I can set up a completely automated system and uh, have my entire team do this process. So that's my vision for the future. And uh, I do really like my job and I want to continue doing my job. I know I get bored out of it, but right now (laughs) I plan on working on my job and also doing this part-time. That's awesome.
0: I love, uh, and that is the truth about it. This is something you can automate, scale up, put processes in place so that you can choose to do your uh, electrical engineer job full-time and then have a full-on business running by itself, uh, that's one thing I've always loved about whole is the fact that you can scale up and automate super and quick.
1: For everybody out there, I mean, this certainly can be done even when you have a full-time job. And in my case, I just became a dad and I'm two months old right now. So while all of this was happening, I had a newborn at home and uh, you know, we had to take care of him. And uh, I'm sure pretty much everybody knows
0: how much work that is. Oh my goodness, my man, this is like proven to be that much better of a podcast. All the good gold nuggets are coming out at the end as well. So not only full time, but you're also a full time dad with a brand new baby, two months old, and you were able to rhino through and get this to happen and work for you. So that is awesome stuff. Ankith, congratulations. I love it. Yeah, so what's a gold nugget you could give our listeners that if you had to start all over again, what would you tell them to make sure they did?
1: There are a few, Cody. Uh, You told me a few key points, and I wrote them down, and I remember them till date. One of the first things you asked me to do was stop listening to a lot of podcasts. Right, I, I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I was just you know getting a lot of education and like Tom says, hey, education is like cancer, you know. So from that day onwards, I stopped listening to all other podcasts and you know I just focused on uh, what actions I needed to take. So that's that's you know my uh, first pointer. And the second thing you mentioned was doubt your doubts. Now everybody who gets into this has you know has a lot of doubts, but I would just say that way doubt those doubts. You know, this can be done. It's just going to take some time, but it's just a matter of, you know, perseverance and grit. But, you know, success will come to you. Just make sure you keep
0: pushing it through. That is awesome, awesome, awesome gold nuggets right there. Doubt your doubts. Don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt your territory. Don't doubt wholesaling. Doubt your doubts if you're going to doubt anything. I love that. With that being said, is there any key books that you read that help you uh, stay motivated and pumped up?
1: I read pretty much all the books which are recommended in the tribe. One of the first books uh, I read was The Four Spiritual, Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. But the two key which have been a game changer for me are, uh, first one, The Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Malls, which was recommended by Tom. And uh, the other book, which I think you had recommended, was Go for No. These two books have been game changers in my life, Cody.
0: I love it. I love it. What is it on Go for No? On Go for No, what what did you like? What was a key pointer in that?
1: The key pointer for me was, you know, failure isn't a bad thing. Failure is how you get to success. I distinctly remember the diagram they have in the book, which is me and then failure on the right hand side, and and success on right hand side of failure. So, so basically,
0: you only get to success after going through failure. I love it. So, so true, man. I love it. That is awesome. And Kith, I want to thank you for sharing the gold nuggets you've shared on this podcast. Thank you for sharing the tips. Thank you for sharing a book and some of the strategies behind it. And most importantly, of your time. I know you're a busy man. You're a busy dad, a busy worker. You're a busy wholesaler. So I want to thank you for taking this time out of the day to join us and to do this podcast. Not a problem, Cody. I really want to thank you
1: so much for taking the time uh, on featuring me on this podcast. And uh, you know, I do want to thank Tom, Brent, and Bill who who have have spoken to all four of you. And you know, you've a lot in this journey. And uh, I'm I'm so honored to be a part of this tribe. So thank you, thank you so much.
0: No, oh, you're the man. Well, Rhino Nation, you have just heard another episode on Wholesaling Inc. of where one of our students has just taken the the, the bull by the horns and just run through it. So he has been a superstar. He takes massive action. And there was a lot to learn from the words of Ankith and the things that you guys can implement right now, each and every one of you listening to this podcast, something that you can implement so that you can take massive action and see results. That is the goal of this podcast, Take massive action. Write down a gold nugget, go implement it, and you'll be one step closer to your first deal or your next deal. And that I can promise. If you uh, would like us to personally help you explode your wholesaling business, go over to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com. And book a call with our team and see if it's something that we are a good fit for one another. And if you like what you have to say, We just might invite you to be part of the tribe so that you can get on this podcast as well as hear the victory bell for you. Until next time, Rhino Nation, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.